Well, we made it to Friday. Uh, it is a rainy, dismal kind of Friday, but we made it. We got a uh, big sports weekend coming up. Uh, you got the Bucks and Bulls tonight, game three. And uh, can they win without Chris Middleton? If the Bucks get a win tonight, confidence goes high. If they lose tonight, you start to bite your fingernails. That's, uh, that's kind of where we're at right now when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks. Meanwhile, the Brewers, can they make it five straight and get a win tonight over the, the Phillies in Philadelphia? 6.05, first pitch uh, out there. But uh, the big, uh, you know, if you want to look at the big story in our area, besides the fact that uh, you've got the NFL draft less than a week away now, but by the way, we are going to be on the air. And for many of you, whether it's in the Milwaukee market or in the Green Bay market or in any, any of these other markets, uh, if they're not carrying it, you can always find us in many different facets. Find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, you can always download the app, which is The Zone out of Madison, W-O-Z-N, The Zone in Madison, and download the app. You can listen to it. If you want to follow on Facebook, I would suggest subscribing. Um, subscribe over on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com uh, slash The Bill Michaels Show or YouTube, which is really the best way to do it. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, and uh, the minute uh, it it uh, we go live, it'll pop up, whether it's on your phone, whether it's in Facebook, whether it's on YouTube, whatever it happens to be, will pop up. But remember, uh, less than a week away, 7 o'clock Central Time, we go on the air next Thursday night uh, for the NFL Draft. So make sure you're listening right here. Uh, so that's coming up. And and then, really, the big story is if the Bucks can get past the Chicago Bulls tonight, without Chris Middleton. If they can, then things seem to be at least okay, stabilized, if you will, for the time being. But if they can and they lose again tonight, uh, which tonight is not necessarily a must-win, but it's kind of close for me. The way they came out and got uh, pushed to the brink in game one, they lost a very physical battle. They lost a physical battle in game two. Uh, not only did Chris Middleton go down with the injury, but... It was elbows. It was blood. It was they lost a physical battle. Their bench was poor, to, to say the very least. Getting eight points total out of the bench in game two, it's unacceptable. He can't do it. The, the outside shooting's been abysmal. Caruso's had his hands all over everything. He's been pesky, and they don't have an answer. So tonight, uh, as much as we can talk about the players, it's on Coach Bud. But tonight is a big game. Tonight's a big game in many different respects. So uh, if they lose tonight, then uh, you start to look over the fence and say the defending champs don't have it. And I know that's early. I know it's early to proclaim that, but, uh, okay, say they do get past the Bulls. Then what? You know, without Chris Middleton, obviously, it's a hindrance. I get that. But last year, remember, this team was beating teams that had injuries. Chris Paul had a wrist injury. We know what went on with James Harden and Kyrie last year uh, against Brooklyn. And it was ultimately for the toe on the line that – Changed the way, dic the, dictated the way the end of the season came, you know. But they got to they gotta get a win tonight. Got to get a win tonight. Uh, I want to say hi to Thomas. Thomas, you the man, giving you the shout-out. There you go. Rick, good morning. Ted, how we looking? Over on the Bud Light live stream. And thanks to everybody for uh, chiming in over there. And thanks to everybody for chiming in over on uh, Twitter as well. A lot of followers over the last couple of days. We've picked up. Uh, if you want to get hold of Ben, go to Ben Z. Kenny over on Twitter. That is Ben Z. Kenny. You can find him there. And uh, you can also uh, track us down over on Twitch TV. And if you want to shoot us an email, you can. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. That's TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. And don't forget, 
after the show. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, whatever it happens to be, that you can always find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and you can find us over on Google Podcasts, where all your podcast listening is available. So there you go. Is tonight a must-win? If you had to put it on a scale of 1 to 10, your area of concern after uh, the game the other night when the Bucks got beat, Chris Middleton now has announced that he's been out uh, for he's going to be out for at least 3 to 4 weeks. Uh you'd probably have to say that the level of concern at this point if it's a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being absolute panic and 1 being ah no big deal, I don't care. Uh I'd probably sit there and say I'm at a 5 right now. Tonight's a t- tonight's a tipping point. Tonight's a tipping point. Tonight's a game that I, I want to see how they play. I want to see if they come out with tenacity. I want to see if they come out on somebody else's court because, you know, the old adage is it's not a series until somebody wins a road game. Well, now the Bulls have won a road game. Can the Bucks steal it back? Can they get that? Because you know down in Chicago they're going to be amped up. They've got some belief in their team now. They've beaten Giannis. That's what their feeling is. We beat Giannis. Caruso's been pesky. He's showing them how to play hard. They're playing harder than the Bucks are. They're more scrappy than the Bucks are. The Bucks, the Bucks have a championship. They got that big giant ring that comes on that spinning platform. Eh, they're content with this. They're happy getting their first championship since Moses was a baby. They're good with that. Now we'll see if the, the Bucks come out with a different attitude coming up tonight. Different attitude coming up tonight. Ben, do you feel tonight is a must-win game for the Milwaukee Bucks? I think it's interesting. I wouldn't go as far as to say that yet. I think it's a must to look good. If the team looks really good, but they just don't have enough firepower and the Bulls play great and win, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think we need to see the team turn in terms of how they're playing, but not necessarily to win. I would call Mm -hmm. it more of a must look good. And then maybe game four and five, that's when you get to the uh, can't lose or must win. Isn't it, it, though, a little concerning if they look really good, but they don't have enough firepower, which means Chris Middleton is the linchpin to this team? Because when you've got a superstar in Giannis, you should be able to to overcome almost anything. Now, granted, if you have mass injuries, you, you can't deal with that. But you lose one guy, Kevin Durant, threw the, the Brooklyn Nets on his back last year against the Bucks, And had it not been for the toe on the line, it's a different outcome. And that was without James Harden, without Kyrie. I just get the sense that if they don't look good tonight and Giannis doesn't come out and just outright beat up on the Chicago Bulls, then I've got a legitimate concern. I know that the, the, the Bucks don't have anything to prove. They're the champs. They've got the ring. They, they, can, they can take that one... One one year in the uh, in the horizon and just go back and relax and rest and I understand that, but I and the Bulls have everything to prove. They're trying to climb that mountain, but I feel tonight if if they lose, even if they look really good, and then we find out that it, you can't win without Middleton, doesn't that then say one Giannis you can't overcome? You know we always talk a lot about LeBron James. And LeBron James, we give LeBron James all kind of criticism. You can't win. You need guys around you. You're, this, is, this is not the way it's supposed to be. Jordan was able to do it, even though Jordan had some good players around him. But Jordan was able to do it. And now all of a sudden we're going to give Giannis a pass because Chris Middleton goes down. See, that's where I, I, my arguments begin to fall short. I would be a hypocrite in saying that. So I, I think if they look good tonight and Giannis gives you 40 or 50 and it's just defensively they don't keep up because that's pretty much been the season for them. 
defensively speaking, they have not guarded the three very well, and their their defense at times is completely lackluster. So this is where you're looking for a guy like Connaughton or Grayson Allen or even Drew Holiday to, to just bust out with a 30-point game and support Giannis if, if Giannis comes out with a 30-point game as well. To me, then I say, okay, you know what? Maybe it's just a few defenders that let some, let some guys go. But if Giannis has a 23-point night, he's double-teamed and defended. He doesn't really break loose. He doesn't end up with a bunch of assists. Drew Holiday doesn't shoot the ball well. Well, then I just kind of think, okay, if we have to rely on Chris Middleton to be cash money all the time now and they're going to use that as the excuse to lose, then I take everything back that I said about LeBron James and take everything back that I said about Kevin Durant. Because those guys would then be truly great where Giannis, eh, he's only Giannis if he's got a supporting cast. That would be kind of where I would feel. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please do so. Uh, Joseph says the same thing. Uh, it would be a great time for Grayson and Pat C. to step up tonight. Um, Ted says Bulls have more to prove than Milwaukee does, but I still think the Bucks are going to win the series. Um, then uh, Anthony over on the email, Anthony just uh, emailed us and said, uh, with Chris Middleton going down, the Bucks have a built-in excuse for failure they act like they lost a brother. He didn't die. He's only out a few weeks. All you have to do is go win a few games, and you're still in this thing. Uh, which, you know, look, anytime anybody goes down with a knee injury of any significance, you feel for that guy. You can't go through emotionless. You know, the Bucks and, and what Giannis had stated is absolutely true. You know, he, he's, it's like his brother. It's like you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to hear how bad it is. You just want to be able to get better. And you want to eat because he feels it. He understands it. John, Giannis was there last year. Remember? He ended up getting the hyperextended knee and coming back and playing, and he was in pain, and they kind of tried to manage his minutes a little bit and gave you everything he had. But he he knows it. He understands it. I don't fault him. You're right. He wasn't – he's not dead, and he wasn't proclaiming a eulogy. I think what he was saying is, is he feels bad for his guy that at this point in time, at this point in the season, you have a, a debilitating injury that now you're going to have to sit – you know, you play all year for this. You you play all year to get to the postseason, uh, to be at the pinnacle. And then all of a sudden a knee injury happens and you have to sit out. And then after that, you have to get back into the swing of things in a relatively quick manner. And and, and that that's not easy to do. So he knows about he knows the journey that Chris Middleton is about to go on. So whether or not it is going to uh um on whether or not it's going to be able to uh to affect him mentally or not, well, I get it. Uh, this is what Giannis had to say about Chris Middleton after the game the other day. It's tough. I've, I know that feeling. Uh, you really don't want to listen to nobody. You don't want to talk to nobody uh, because you really don't know what it is. You don't You don't till tomorrow. You're thinking, uh, you're expecting the worst. Hope for the best. But at the end of the day, he knows that we are by his side. And I don't need to say it in the media. Like, he knows that he's my brother no matter what. Like, we need him to win. And we're going to pray. I'm going to pray. We're going to pray for the best. And hopefully it's not too bad. He can uh, join us soon because we, we need him. Yeah, there you go. It's it's It wasn't like he died. I'm, I'm, he didn't give a eulogy. He just basically said, I know what he's about to go through. You feel for the guy. Guy worked so hard all season long to be able to keep this team together. And that was the whole goal was just be healthy down the stretch. You get Brooke Lopez back. Things begin to kind of trend in the right direction. Lopez is looking good. It's, he's defending what everybody wanted him to do. He's defending the rim. He's defending the paint. He's hitting from the outside. You've got that aspect of your game back. You know, Bobby Portis is playing some good basketball. And then, you know, George Hill goes down. He's got the abdominal strain. And suddenly you're missing a little bit of that veteran, you know, presence, a guy that can come in and kind of stabilize some things for you. You miss a little bit of that. 
Not that he was uh, a, a main staple by any stretch of the imagination, but he's kind of an extension of the coach when he's on the floor. He, he just gets it. Look, all they got to do is win a couple of games, bring the thing back to the Pfizer Forum, get a win, and then you've got some time. You've got a little bit of time to give to Chris Middleton for him to be able to come back. But you better get through the mindset that you're probably going to have to get through uh, this series and the majority of the next series without him before you're going to get him back. Um, Dan says they need to run some damn offense. Uh, looks like the old uh, pump and gun. When you're not making your shots, it does not end well. And that's, I agree with you. And because a lot of it is, and I've never complained about it before. I've always thought it was a little bit odd, but Giannis is the main guy that brings the ball up the court. Now, when he gets to um, just beyond half court, he usually passes it off and then they set a few things up. But when, when Giannis is bringing the ball up the court, you do lose his ability to get down court and you lose a faster guy's ability to get up court and run the offense a little bit differently. But now you might be forced to have Giannis bring the ball up the floor a little bit more just because you're not going to have Middleton in the lineup. 877-867-1671. Hit us up. Is this a must-win game tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks? Is it a must-win game tonight? Or is this, as uh, Ben put it, a must-look-good game tonight? Because there's a difference. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you're looking for a uh, good Italian fish fry still, uh, it's our friends at Albanese's Roadhouse. You can uh, go in and tell Joey, hello, say hi to him. They're looking for some bocce ball players as well. So if you're in the Waukesha area, by all means, stop into uh, Albanese's Roadhouse. If you are downtown and you're looking for good Italian food or good Italian fish fry, uh, whatever your heart desires, uh, don't forget to stop in and say hi to Gino and the gang over at either San Giorgio or over at Calderon Club. Oh, my goodness. Uh, terrific, terrific Italian fair. Head downtown. Tell them we said hi by all means. And uh, don't forget, if you go in and just want Italian food, go in and get it, and uh, you will be uh, more than impressed. Order the Bill Michaels. At either place, you will be more than impressed. And uh, they pair that up with uh, Cider Boys as well. Cider Boys out of, uh, out, out of uh, Stevens Point. So good, good stuff either way. Good, uh, good restaurants. One in Waukesha, one downtown. That's uh, that's our buddy Gino and the gang from uh, from from Calderon Club and San Giorgio, and then there's uh, Albanese's Roadhouse. So either way, you can't go wrong. Uh, welcome back to the program. Is tonight a must-win for the Milwaukee Bucks? Is tonight a must-win for the Milwaukee Bucks? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Dan says they need to win uh, one of the next two in Chicago and get out of the first round. That I agree. That I agree. Uh, Jim says, uh, "Come on, Ben, look good game. There's no style points in the playoffs. They just need to win." Uh, this one is from uh, Gordy. He said, "Did they announce the starters for tonight's game yet? Who's replacing Middleton? They have not." They have not. 
<laughs> and you're right. At least uh, they don't have Timberwolves fans out there right now. Oh, did you see that collapse? Uh, the Timberwolves, yeah. And, and remember, uh, did you see? Did you see the? Uh, which, by the way, Ernie Johnson and the Jet and Shaq and and Charles Barkley, they're just so good together. Uh, but did you see uh, Charles Barkley basically said uh, what? What do you call them? Bums or something like that? I missed that. Um, God, he uh, what? It wasn't bums. It was. He said uh, they're dumb. Uh, they're dumb, or, or uh, they're dumber than rocks. Dumber than rocks. They're dumber than rocks. The T-Wolves collapsed. They're dumber than rocks is what he said. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the story here. Uh, yeah, TNT analyst Charles Barkley rarely holds back. And uh, last night, Minnesota giving up a 26-point lead to the Memphis Grizzlies uh, en route to the uh, 104-95 loss. Tell you what, though, if one of my things that I always believe in happened tonight, Barkley said, I don't believe that there's dumb kids. I think they just have bad parents. The Timberwolves are dumb because their coaches are dumb. <laughs> Barkley said that the Timberwolves' collapse last night was embarrassing for basketball. Now, on the other hand, don't you have to look at it as the glass is half full? Don't you have to look at it as the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant came storming back into that game? They took advantage of missed shots, turnovers, and they hit their shots, right? That's the way I, I mean, you know, you're right. The Timberwolves last night, it, the, <laughs> that that collapse, huge. The Grizzlies come back. I mean, when you get Towns, only gives you eight points. He was three for four from the field, five boards, five blocks, 33 minutes, and, and Carl Anthony Towns gives you eight points. Yeah, you're not going to win ball games with that. But don't you give the Grizzlies some kudos and then say, you know, that that's a huge comeback. That's a margin of comeback. That that's fantastic that they ended up doing that. You know, everybody gave the Bulls all kind of credit because they were down sixteen to the Bucks and came storming back. You know, they didn't talk about how the Bucks collapsed and how bad it was and how now the Bucks won the game, obviously, but how how you know they didn't talk about the embarrassment of it all. But I give the the uh, Memphis Grizzlies a little bit of credit there. You know. I don't know. I think it was more of a choke job. They no, were taking I, horrendous no, shots. No, no, I agree with that. They were. It was terrible shots. But I also give the Grizzlies credit for taking advantage of it. Yeah. Um, A-Rod was sitting courtside, too. Even he would be proud of a collapse that large. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I like that. 877 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a shout again, 877-867-1670. Is tonight in any way a must win? I agree you need to come home with a win from Chicago, whether it's tonight or on Sunday. Tonight, if you lose tonight, um, that puts a ton of pressure on this team for Sunday. And I wonder what it – after this team beating the Bulls, what was it, 15 out of 16 or 16 out of 17 – and then to extend that in game one, only to see game two, okay, like I said, I picked the bu the Bucks to win the series four games to one. So that, that's still intact. There's no panic there. But now people seem to be thinking, well, my God, the loss of Chris Middleton. Wow, the, you know, the series is, if they don't win tonight, it's over. And I just wonder what that would do to the psyche of this team. Now, granted, they lost damn near every game one. 
throughout the throughout the postseason last year, and they were playing with deficits, and when their backs were against the wall is when they came out and played their most tenacious basketball, which is the reason I'm hoping tonight we see tenacious basketball. But do you think that uh, do you think that uh, if they lose tonight, how detrimental psyche wise that is to the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, our buddy ESPN Steve says, uh, do you think anybody is going to give uh, the hands uh, their hands to something tonight? Oh, will anybody glue their hands to something tonight? Maybe a fan protesting Michael Jordan is gone. <laughs> no, there's nobody protesting anything in Chicago other than maybe if they go out and start, you know, gluing masks or something on the court trying to you know finally get out from under all of these which by the way they they've been clear of that for a while so let's not even bring that up uh greg says uh, must win this one this gives me the uh, same feeling DeRozan and uh, toronto series uh brian says now that was the ultimate description of a momentum swing in the in sports uh, a lot of credit to the Grizzlies and the desperation of the Timberwolves and try not to stop them. Uh, Split in Chicago, we're going to be all right, according to Gordy, and so on and so forth from there. 877-867-1670, Let's get to the uh, emails real quick because I got a couple of them. This one is from, uh, this one's from Mark. Mark says, not a must win, but close to it. If they lose in ugly fashion tonight by 10 or more, then I think panic is going to begin to set in. I want to see Giannis come out and lift everyone. We always say great players elevate. Let's see Giannis do that tonight. That's from Mark. Mark, appreciate the email. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. You can find us over on Twitter as well in that area. Um, Speaking of Twitter, um, Paul says, I imagine uh, Mike... uh, (laughs) How Mike was feeling, I like to say that the drunk guy had it coming. Not everybody is happy and nice as a drunk. Uh, Bucks must win tonight. If they don't, I think it's desperation time. This one is from Joe. Joe says, uh, "Hey unit, I love the program. Going to be listening to the NFL draft. You guys don't do it. You guys do it. Nobody does it better than you. You guys do it better than anybody else." Uh, and then he goes on to say, "I don't think the Bucks game tonight is a must win." But I agree with Ben. There you go. Joe agrees with you. He said, I agree with Ben. If they look really good tonight but fall short, that's okay. They'll come out with more tenacity on Sunday. But if they look ugly in a loss tonight, then I begin to panic. There you go. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at. Go ahead. You mentioned the fact that like, if, if they look good and still lose, does that mean that they then can't win without Middleton? I think there could be something there of – there's a chance Chicago, like, role players shoot better at home. There's a chance they just come out, shoot the lights out, play with crazy energy because it's their first big playoff game in a little bit. But the Bucks still look good, and we can feel good about it. If they lose, then the next game becomes a must-win. But I think they yeah. can lose tonight and still be okay in the series. If they come out, though, my, my biggest fear is if they come out and play, like, their best basketball and still lose then that's when you start to get that modicum of doubt in your mind because then you think, well, we can't win without Chris Middleton. You know, what What? What else do you – if you play almost your best game – I feel – and now this is just my feeling, though. If they play their best game, they'll win. They'll win almost going away. But tonight, if I'm going to have to say what, what will have to happen for this team to win, one, Giannis is going to have to play big-time minutes. Big-time minutes and big-time basketball. You're probably looking for 30-plus out of Giannis tonight and maybe one of these dominating performances where he just – quiets the crowd right away 
Then I'm going to have to say, see something 20 point, 25 point support out of Drew Holiday. Probably going to get anywhere from 12 to 17 out of Brooke Lopez. But then somebody else has to come to the forefront, whether that's Grayson Allen hitting threes, Pat Connaughton hitting threes. Whatever it happens to be, one of those sub players has to have a semi big night. You can't, you're not going to win with only eight points coming off the bench. You're just not going to win that way. And so tonight you have to have something from somebody else that, that, that's going to give you this modicum of hope because you're going to have to sustain for a while without Chris Middleton. And I, I keep thinking that that's got to be much like it is for us fans. That's got to be sitting in the back of their mind. That's got to be sitting in their head right now. What happens if we lose this game and play great? Do we then say we can't win without Middleton? Because I, I that that would be that would be then I, I keep thinking we would then be overvaluing Giannis, and I don't think we can. You you we look at LeBron saying, "Hey, well, Anthony Davis isn't with him; he's got to elevate." You know, he's dragging his team across the finish line. And I I said earlier, and people criticized me for it. I said LeBron can't do it anymore. Age is starting to catch up. When he needed thirty five, he's only going to give you thirty. When he needed forty, he's only giving you thirty five. And people got all over me for that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now we can't say that Giannis can't drag the team across the finish. He's going to have to. He's going to have the same pressure on him that LeBron has on him from everybody else, every scrutinizing eye. Now, the difference is Giannis has never gone on TV and said, we're going to win five, six, seven, and done it with a level of arrogance the way LeBron did. He's a very humble, likable guy, so we don't put that same level of scrutiny on him. But in essence, as a superstar, you have to be able to then rise up when those chips are down to say, this is the reason I'm considered a superstar. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Thanks to our uh, premier sponsor, our friends from Bud Light. Bud Light uh, been with us a long, long time, and now is the summer. Yesterday was beautiful out. I did get a little riding in yesterday too, by the way, which was which was awesome. I mean, it wasn't a long ride by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I actually uh, took an Uber out to Wisconsin Harley, picked up my motorcycle yesterday, all cleaned up, shined up, summarized, ready to go. Uh, so I got a little bit of a ride in yesterday, but it's that kind of season where it's starting to warm up tomorrow. They're, they're talking 80s tomorrow. So it's time to, if you're going to be doing the beer, a beverage, cold beverage, oh, yeah, make it a Bud Light. But if you're going to do a seltzer with a little bit of pop, the loudest flavors ever, cherry uh, classic cola, cherry cola, citrus soda, orange soda, Bud Light has nailed it. They've got the uh, the seltzers with a pop of soda. And all with zero sugar. And they taste dangerously like soda. They they don't taste like beverage, like beer at all. And basically Zippo in the calorie department. So you're good to go. Check out our friends from Bud Light and Bud Light Hard Soda. Thanks to them for being a part of the program for so, so long. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do so. 877-867-1670. Uh, most people seem to think... If um, if anybody's going to step up tonight, Brooke Lopez. See, I tonight for me, 
As much as you want to talk about, you know, Lopez, I to me, it's I think the obvious call is is Drew Holiday. You know, Drew Holiday is going to have to really step up tonight. I agree, Lopez has to be a good piecemeal player, but I, I think if you're going to talk about a step up night tonight, man, you got to have you got to get something big out of uh, out of uh, Drew Holiday tonight. Uh, Mark says, uh, "Hey, unit, did you watch the Warriors and the Nuggets last night? Good game." Uh, but the Warriors scare me. The, the, uh, no, I didn't catch that game late last night. I did watch part of the Grizzlies and Timberwolves game last night. I had nothing on. There was nothing on last night. So, yes, I sat down and I started watching the uh, the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. And, and I agree. Look, I think, uh, you know, Charles Barkley, for the most part, is dead on. But I also like the fact that the Grizzlies last night, they just started taking advantage of turnovers, man. They were taking advantage of the turnovers. And they, now, granted, the Grizzlies had 18 of them while the Timberwolves only had 16. But it was down the stretch when the, the Timberwolves just they couldn't hit their shots. When you get eight points out of Carl Anthony Towns, that's it. That, that to me, you're, you didn't have a starter last night for the Timberwolves. Not one over 22 points. Or, yeah, over 22 points last night. Not one. I can't remember what everybody had. But, but I know that it was Russell had 22, and he was a leading scorer. Nobody was stepping up. Now, granted, from the free throw stripe, they were shooting 70, above 70. But for the most part, from the field, less than 40. From the three-point line, just oh, just under 35%, I think. They just weren't hitting shots last night. And it was good defense by the Memphis Grizzlies. But to overcome that kind of a deficit and get the win last night, good stuff. Good stuff for Memphis. Bad for the Timberwolves, obviously. And uh, nobody, nobody got glued to the court. No incidents last night. No craziness. Nobody was throwing anything onto the court. Nothing like that. It pretty much went off um, incident-free. Incident-free last night. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do so. So tonight, coming up, I think I, I, your top two scores: Giannis, obviously, taking over the ballgame. Drew Holiday. That's easy to say. The next guy after that will be... Name it. Does Lopez come up huge tonight? Does Grayson Allen come up huge tonight? Does Pat Connaughton come up huge tonight? Who else on the Bucks bench? Because the bench, you got to get more than eight points out of the bench. The bench tonight has to come up big. Somebody has to come in and play some kind of a role tonight for this team to get a win. 877-867-1670. Bucks and Bulls this evening, 7.30 Central Time. Your first game of the night actually is the, uh, the Heat and Hawks. The Heat and the Hawks get underway down in Atlanta. Uh, that's the first game underway tonight. And by the way, the Bucks and the Bulls, national TV over the air. ABC tonight. ABC. ABC. And then over on, I think it's on Bally's, is you're going to have uh, the uh, the Brewers and the Phillies tonight. So there you go. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Um, Casey says Nora drops 20 tonight. Be huge. I don't think so, but be huge. You know, you got George Hill still out. You know, you got Chris Middleton. He's out. Everybody else, for the most part, is going to step up. Grace, does Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen, Wesley Matthews. I keep forgetting about Wesley Matthews, and I shouldn't. But between Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, and Wesley Matthews, does somebody there step up and start hitting big buckets? Does somebody there step up and start hitting big buckets? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670.
There you go. Uh, what else do we have here for you? Uh, Mike says, uh, tonight's not a must win. I think people are panicking. The Bucks are going to be just fine. They're going to beat up on the Bulls. They own them. See, do they really own You've beat them up in the regular season. This is postseason basketball, and the, and the Bulls have gotten progressively better. Um, so as far as owning them, yeah, the regular season, you can say that. But it, when it comes to the postseason and in recent history, they're one and one. They're one and one. 877-867-1670. We have not talked at all about Jay Wright. You're right, Ben. Jay Wright um, abruptly, somewhat pulling, and now he didn't do it midseason, but abruptly pulling a Bo Ryan to make sure that his guy gets the uh, gets the job. Jay Wright waiting until now, till the uh, the other day, two days ago, to announce that he's retiring, and uh, he's going to step away. No retirement tour, Bill. It's remarkable no. that someone can do that and you know actually not have a whole shadow and cloud above their players all season. Well, you kind of wonder if he did it because had he had he not say Jay Wright does announce at the beginning of the season saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm thinking this might be it for me." Then all of a sudden, does he get the power to say Kyle Neptune's going to be my guy? You know what I mean? I would say yes. Almost definitely. I would assume so, but maybe there wasn't the guarantee of that. Whereas Shashevsky can do no wrong. Shashevsky runs that program. Shashevsky made his pick. Whereas does Jay Wright, because Jay Wright, I mean, obviously the winningest coach in Villanova history, uh, does Jay Wright with national titles and such in his back pocket have to say, this is going to be my guy? I mean, you're not even interviewing. This is the guy. And have Villanova say, oh, sure, okay, no problem. When all of a sudden you've got boosters and athletic directors and people in the office wanting to look over everybody, everybody's shoulder to say, no, maybe we ought to interview this guy. Let's take a look at that guy. You know, this is Villanova. We deserve X, such and such, you know, knowing than Ford, Fordham's Kyle Neptune, even though Kyle Neptune was on that staff for many, 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 many years. I don't know. Growing up in that area and knowing the culture around that program, I would say he could choose the guy no matter when he announced You'd like to think so, but I agree with you. There was no retirement tour. No, hey, I'm I'm out. He didn't give anybody a shadow of a thought, did he? That he was going to think that he was thinking about retiring. No. Was there any talk in the Philly area that you know Jay Wright was even considering calling it quits after this season? We didn't hear a mention of it during the NCAA tournament. There was no Jim Nance narrated. Look at what Jay Wright has done in the tournament. None of that. None. Um, the most surprising part about all of it is, you know, he's 60 years old. Is he really? He he doesn't look a day older than 35. No. He, well, he looks a little older than he, I would. He looks like he's in his mid to early 40s. But, yeah, I agree with you. Jay Wright has not, has, has not aged. He's got some more gray because I was just watching some video of him a little while ago from his early days. And he he had some dark hair, so now he's got gray. But beyond that, he doesn't he doesn't look like he's aged. Did he just? Now I know that people are talking about the shocking retirement of Jay Wright. Was it just that he just didn't want to do it anymore? Do you feel there's something more to this? I think it's just he thought it was time. I do think for the coaches that are in his era that have been very successful for a while. 
the changing calendar and all the new stuff they have to do with the portal, re-recruiting their players to stay. I think that could have played into it a little bit. I saw people bring that up. I just think he thought it was time. And he was one See, of the, he, he's a guy that would go out on top and not feel like he has to keep going and go forever. Right. See, to me, I look at the portal and, and again, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm not a NCAA coach, so maybe it's better if we ask Greg guard this, but you know, you don't want to lose guys to the portal, but you can also gain immediately because of the portal. You get a second bite at the apple, maybe at a guy that you were recruiting that didn't come to your place to begin with, and then all of a sudden you find him back out in the open market, and you can grab him. You know, I, is is the portal a good thing for instant gratification for your program? You know what I mean? Because you 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 know look at look at what's coming in this year. You know, nobody expects the 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 Badgers to be much of anything. You grab a guy or two out of the portal, all of a sudden it can change your outlook. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. I just think it adds a massive dimension to their job and the calendar, especially for a guy like Jay Wright. And similar is to Wisconsin. It's a recruit and develop program where you see a lot of the best players stay through four years or three or four years. I just think it adds such so much to the calendar of now you're going mm-hmm. out. There's a whole portal recruiting cycle. And as I said, you have to go kind of re-recruit your own players to stay around. So I, I don't know. I just think it's change. I don't know if it's I, I think it's for the better, but it's definitely different for those guys. We know he's made a lot of money and for 21. I didn't even realize he was there 21 years, 21 years, basically almost the entire existence of Illinois basketball uh, for relevance. Uh, 21 years and 35 total in the coaching ranks. So I get it. It's a, it's a, it's a grind. You know, between the booster dinners and shaking hands and travel and recruitment, and I get it. I understand that. It can be a grind, and maybe if you've made enough money and you and your significant other, his wife Patty, I think is her name, if if they feel like, you know what, we just want to sit back and re- enjoy our life. You know, maybe there's some things that are, you know, significant in their life that makes them determine this is the time. Let's take advantage of it while we're young enough to take advantage of it. Maybe that's what he's just looking at. Maybe he's just saying, you know what, quality of life, I'm good. It's been great been a great ride time for me to go maybe it's just nothing more than that uh 877-867-1670 a lot more regarding that uh, the bucks tonight is this a must win can the bucks still get it done with just uh with just Giannis and drew holiday and the supporting cast chris middleton going to be out uh, at least two to three weeks with that uh mcl knee sprain he'll be reevaluated in a couple of weeks but can they overcome without chris middleton stay tuned we got more of the bill michael show and it's all coming up next Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friday, the Cubs, by the way, for those that are heading south, uh, maybe to catch the the, uh, the Bucks and the Bulls tonight. Cubs also moving their game back, uh, so they're going to be up against the Bucks and the Bulls tonight when it comes to radio and television viewing because uh, they've got a lot of rain, much like we do in our state. They've got a lot of rain down there, but just a little bit of a side note, uh, not that it really pertains too much to us in the grand scheme of things, but just throwing it out there so you know it just came across the 
came across the uh, the wire, so to speak. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to find us, do it. Uh, you got the Cardinals and the Reds today. Uh, actually, that's a 540 Central Time start. If they get that one in, and Cincinnati Brewers on the road, taking on the Phillies, 605 start time. Freddie Peralta on the hill tonight against Ranger Suarez. Freddie Peralta trying to right himself. He has not looked great this season. He is... Uh, just has not been able to uh, kind of control the off-speed stuff. Gets behind and counts a little bit and uh, has paid the price for it. So hopefully tonight, Freddie Peralta gets off to a solid start. Uh, Cubs and Pirates, as I had mentioned, was supposed to start today at one twenty, And instead, that's going to be a 7.05 start time down at Wrigley tonight. And the only other game uh, of note, um, well, that's it, actually. Because um, St. Louis is in Cincinnati, so that's pretty much everybody. Pirates and Cubs, uh, Brewers on the road in Philadelphia, and the Cardinals and the Reds going at it tonight. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Talking about the Bucks and Bulls coming up tonight. This game tonight is going to be a turning point for the Bucks. Chicago smells blood in the water. Chicago smells blood in the water. Uh, they very well could have won game one. They bloodied Portis. Connaughton, Middleton got knocked out of the series. The Bulls have bullied Milwaukee, and now they have home court advantage. Milwaukee needs to throw the first punch tonight, or the series could be over, unfortunately. Kyle, that's a great that's a great take. That's a great take. Now, on the other hand, Brian says the Bulls are coming in overconfident. Bucks by at least 15. Portis, you demand. Um, I go back to what Kyle had stated, and I'd said this after game one, that I really, because I thought game two, the Bucks were going to roll. I thought, because uh, I picked the Bucks by 14. And not only was I wrong in the spread, I, they lost. So I really thought after game one, when the Bucks were a little rusty, they didn't shoot the ball real well, they weren't hitting from beyond the arc, they certainly weren't defending from beyond the arc, they got off to that early lead, and then all of a sudden the Bulls gained momentum. And they came up short, but they gained momentum. And then in game two, I thought, well, the Bucks are going to say, oh, that was a little bit of a scare. So let's come out and throw those punches. And they didn't. They didn't. They didn't throw the punches. It was the Bulls. The Bulls have basically bullied them. They've shoved them around. They bloodied their nose, bloodied their eyes. You know, Chris Middleton obviously slipping and going down, and that's something that, you know, you couldn't, couldn't you know, see coming. But they've played extremely physical. You know, I keep going back to Caruso, just kind of pesky. So... I, that's a great assessment. If if the Bulls, if the Bucks don't come out tonight and just take it to them, and 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 when because we all know in the NBA it's it's a game of runs. Okay, you get off to a fast start, look for the run to be coming. You know, the minute you make some substitutions, give some guys some rest, all of a sudden here comes the run. Okay, but tonight it's going to be not only do you deliver the blow, but then how do you how do you react after the run? Do you come back and deliver the next blow or all of a sudden are you going toe-to-toe with them and allowing them confidence at home? Because that's not the way you can play the game tonight. You have to deliver the blow. You have to. 877-867-1670. Coming up next... Uh, our buddy Dan, our buddy Dan Shock, I was talking with him yesterday, and uh, get well, Dan. Uh, Dan is still recovering from uh, a few ailments, and uh, hopefully he gets to come back and and be as strong as ever. But we're going to talk with our buddy John Cooper. John Cooper's from Our Lads. What arrived in the mail yesterday was like Christmas for me. 
I ran out to the mailbox, and sure enough, there it was. The R Lad Drouting uh, Scouting Draft Guide. I was so geeked. So we're going to talk with John Cooper coming up next. We're going to talk with him about some more information regarding some of these draft choices that the Packers could possibly make. What he foresees the NFL draft being like this year. Is there a run on edge? Is there a run on wide receivers? Or is it because there's so many that teams are going to sit back in his eyes and just say, eh, if they fall to us, they fall to us. There's going to be a run on linemen, tackles defensive edge rushers or not, defensive backs or not. So we're going to get into all of that discussion coming up here just after the top of the hour. John Cooper from Our Lads is going to be joining us next. Again, if you want to hit us up, find us on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can also track us down uh, over on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can find us on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com. YouTube.com. Subscribe for free. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show. And then also you can find us over on Twitch TV and all the podcast platforms after we go off the air. You can find us on Spotify, find us on Apple iTunes, find us over there on uh, Google Podcasts. You can download the app, The Zone in Madison, W-O-Z-N, The Zone in Madison. Just go to your go to your Play Store, whatever it happens to be on your phone. Go get it, The Zone in Madison. You'll find it there. Download it. You can listen to us live and in person. Plus, you'll get it uh, next Thursday night when we have the NFL draft all over the state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders. Stay tuned. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.